0: The home of Arizona Cardinals football. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Burns and Gambo, Big Red Monday, Crosstalk.
1: it's Big Red Monday on a Tuesday, so that's going to get confusing. Wolf always says, when is a Wednesday, a Friday? Well, that's this Wednesday, this week, and now we have... once a year. And now when is a Tuesday, a Monday,
0: and that's right now, too. Dave Burns is here either way. Now, have we thoroughly confused you, Dave? No, not at all. Today is definitely, uh, when is a Tuesday, a Thursday? That is today. Tuesday is Thursday because we're working two days this week. So, yeah, there you go. Wolf, welcome back. Appreciate that, David Charles. How are you doing? Uh, I'm all right. How's the coffee? I imagine you've got it just (laughs) injected straight. into your veins right now, you're carrying around an IV bag of caffeine and you're just going right into the bloodstream with
2: it? Yeah, you know I don't know if I slept on the plane last night, I really don't, I, I know I was exhausted, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of tweets today about it, if you know what I mean
0: <laughs> About you? Oh, on the oh I'm plane? sure, yeah, okay. mouth
2: wide open, yeah. <laughs> Drool I mean, out of the
0: corner of no, your mouth? Oh, no, no I'm just no. looking <laughs> Paul Calvisi is the one whose Twitter yeah. account you're going to want to check. because I don't know what
2: to you're decide. talking about, it's be it doesn't mean it's just Paul.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, Burns, you no know, no laughing. Not today. No, Not the way this goes. No. The way we teased the segment was, what frustrated Dave Burns the most last night?
0: So, can you narrow it down to just one thing that's, that's to start a, with? That's a loaded question. Um, I think the moment last night where I got the most frustrated was probably the Debo Samuel 39-yard touchdown run. I, I, I think that was just like, hey, look, we're going to sell you the play's going this way. Oh, nope, it's going that way. And, and And... Of course, everybody just got completely fooled by it, and he, you know, he just knifed through everybody as if they weren't there. I know it'd be easy to point to the Antonio Hamilton kind of non-tackle, if you will, and what I presume was kind of the source material for Buddha's, you know, comments after the game. But to, to me, the, the Debo moment was sort of that it was like, you know, Noah Fant again at the end of the Seahawks game, where it's like ah, he's just running in space and there's nobody there, and he, he almost hear the, Vance Joseph
1: screaming. I, like back when I believed in watching Hard Knocks, I would have been like, hey, he's gonna <laughs> yeah. say something right here. Yeah,
0: I, I think it was that and and I, I think it was also you know, look, we we all we all want this team to do well, right? And and to hear such frank talk about them during the game, after the game to a big, huge national Televised audience, it's frustrating. It's it's you, you don't you don't want your team to be talked about like that way. You don't want your team to be represented that way. Wolf, I heard your comments. You know when you when you first cracked the mic for the first time today at noon, and and it was it was embarrassing. It was humiliating. It's embarrassing and humiliating to have people talk about your team like sure. that on a national stage. And and so it's it's just at this point, it really is just like giant step back, and let's just kind of reassess what's going to happen with these final six games because that's really all that's left here for us to talk
2: about you know and for me david charles once again um as a football player if that doesn't bother you if that doesn't embarrass you what are you doing right right I, what yeah. are you doing I, I listen luke and i just had a conversation about Buda baker coming out and basically saying that he thought um you know some guys may have quit right there i, I what is your take on this overall
0: well i i mean it's it's the play that got all of the attention was Antonio Hamilton's non-tackle of George Kittle. And and, and I don't want to assume that's what Buda was talking about. It's easy to assume that's what he was talking about because that was the play that got Troy Aikman's attention. And that was the play that I saw on social media got a lot of attention. Uh, I mean, look. I, it, what, See, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know
2: that that was the play. Oh, that's yeah, that was the play. Yeah, defense. that was
0: that was the play where Troy Aikman's like, this is an embarrassment. They're, they're, this is a losing football team and play. Like that are the reason why, wow. and and that you know that was kind of the plant your flag moment in that game where all you know if you're following along on social media, if you're watching at home, and I know you and Dave are there in Mexico City calling the game, but but if you're watching that national broadcast, that was really the plant the flag wow, this got really bad moment because he, he does he just kind of allays him and lets him run right on by, so that I'm assuming that was the moment. That Buddha but I'm glad Buddha said it. I I because he's right. I can't imagine. God Wolf, you've been in those rooms. Can you imagine what that film session is yeah. gonna be like? No. When when I mean it's gonna be Patently obvious to everybody in the room who gave a damn and who didn't, you know, and you're going to see it. You're going to you're going to know it with your own eyes. And that is David. It's
2: not just that one. I'll guarantee. Oh, I'm sure. No, I'm sure it's not. I I don't think who's going to say because of one point he felt like, you know, I I think there were more than that.
0: Sure. Sure. I I think more guys will get exposed. and, And, you know, the Luke's point, I. I hope that's the kind of stuff we see on Hard Knocks, but at this point, I I don't know what I'm hoping for with that, because I was hoping to see stuff about Eno this week, and I don't think we're going to get that. So, it doesn't sound like we're going to get that. We're going to see the first drive of last night's game and nothing after that. (laughs) That'll make you think the Cardinals won 3-0. So, I I hope we see that, because that's supposedly the point of the show. I just don't know if they'll go as far to call guys out on Hard Knocks in a moment like that. I I really don't know.
1: Uh, With uh, six games left in the season, I was driving back, I was listening to the post-game show last night, and, and... just kind of trying to get a feel for what people want to see now going forward. If you're a player in the room, if you're a coach, you're still trying to win games. You're never out of it until you're mathematically out of it. But if you're a fan or you're watching this team, to me, the the one thing that keeps hitting me, Burns, is is, is – I want to see Kyler Murray on the field, and I want to see him start taking steps forward again. That that to me is the biggest thing you can get out of these next six weeks. Uh, but maybe there's more. But as I come in here today, and I'm thinking, okay, what what is what is there for the Cardinals to gain now in the final month and a half of this season? Because you still have six games.
0: To me, that's where it starts. Okay, I got I got six words spread out over two sentences. Okay. Don't quit is the first one. Fair. Don't quit. I like that. All right. I mean just play. Play. Don't don't because right now I, I gotta imagine there's a lot of guys who are thinking, oop that done, you know, and I'm not saying they're going to quit but you're looking, six six games is a long time to play when you don't really have anything to play for and in that vacuum, right, you just worry how are guys going to respond, how are guys going to react, number one, don't quit, number two, many times you have, right, I mean, yes. you know, right, and many you just times. fight the urge to start thinking about, oh man, I'm just six weeks from now and I'm done, and I get to be on vacation,
2: Christmas is here uh,
0: yep, yeah, don't, <laughs> no. don't quit and that, I think that's the number one thing to watch for, I think one A is four four words. Get Kyler Murray right. Yep. I mean, that's yep. that that's it. He's making a quarter of a billion dollars. He's. I don't know who's going to be a part of this organization this time a year from now. I know who is. Yep. Kyler Murray is. Get Kyler Murray right, and if that means sit him another week so that he's he's 100% ready to go, fine, but get him out there as soon as you can and start to figure out how you're going to make this work with him, because I, I people are going to come and go, coaches, GMs, I don't know what's going to happen this offseason, he's not going anywhere, you've got to get that right. Yeah.
1: get it right, and that's that's a legitimate payoff too. This is not well. If we win in Week 16 this year, it'll carry over to next year. No, ah. if you get Kyler Murray right, that that affects your team for the next half decade. Bernsy, thanks a lot for the time, man. We'll Thank be listening you David to you. You got it, guys. Get some sleep, Wolf. No. But not right now, Wolf. Yeah,
0: no, yeah, okay. right. Stay awake That's for okay. another 40... You're,
2: you're an excellent broadcaster, David
1: Jones. You
0: 49 minutes, Wolf. Stay awake. <laughs>
1: Alright, come celebrate your the biggest bike. FIFA watch party in town with Estrella Jalisco, Sarah Cazell, and special guest Gerardo Torado as the Mexican national team takes on Argentina in front of big screens with live music and giveaways on November 26th at Sportsman Park. Text SOCCER to 62624 for complete details. We come back. How'd you feel about Colt McCoy's second start of the? The season and what was the narrative surrounding kyler murray during monday night countdown we'll discuss that next it's wolf and luke on arizona sports the local sports leader wolf and luke arizona sports the local sports leader Is the Wolf and Luke show on a Tuesday. Cliff Kingsbury will join us in a half hour. Get his thoughts on what happened last night in Mexico City and where this team now goes from here. They've got six more games. They've got a game in five days against the L.A. Chargers, who have a lot of talent and are desperate for a win. So it's not like anybody's going to let up and be like, oh, the Cardinals are having a tough time. Let's uh, let's give them a pass here. It's going to be tough again here in just a few days. Um, Wolf, before the game last night, and I know you you got to hear it because you called for the um, the, the Steve Young cut earlier in the show, Uh, The ESPN Monday Night Countdown had some things to say about the Cardinals quarterback situation. We played the Steve Young one. If we have time, we'll get back into that. I want to play RG3, though, now. Again, this is before the game last night in a game that Kyler Murray we knew wasn't going to play in, and yet he was still the focus.
0: You paid the man $230 million. So there's, there must have been something that you saw that you liked. But for me, it just seems like Kyler's on his own sheet of music when he's playing the game. He's on the sidelines. He's having arguments with the head coach. hes uh, It's like David Ruffin in The Temptations, right? And Kyler Murray is David Ruffin, as you can see him right here, yelling at the coach coming off the sideline. They're not on the same page of what's going on. Then there's a couple of him and DeAndre Hopkins going at out on the sideline because it, DeHop's asking him, what are you looking at? So for me, what I would do, and I would go back to what they did in the preseason. They made him call plays, which is just to show him how difficult it was, but I would take it a step further and I would make Kyler Murray install the offense every week for the rest of the season because he is the one that is seeing the game at the quarterback position and everyone needs to be on the same page with him, not just the coaching staff. So if he installs it, everybody will know what he's seeing, how he wants to operate, and I think that could be a solution to their problem. Well, if I, the
1: two worst things in sports are not being able to play and losing. <laughs> and right now, Kyler Murray is is yeah. uh, he's not able to play and the team is losing. What would you think about what RG3 said right there?
2: Yeah, you know, um, honestly, I think he's a little late. He's a step late, as a matter of fact. Go back to Steve Young and listen to what Steve Young said. Before Kyler Murray can actually do what RG3 just said he wants him to do, there's got to be a paradigm shift. There's got to be something that goes on inside of Kyler Murray that says, you yeah, you know what? I I want to relearn the game all over again. If you play the Steve Young cut, that's what's got to come before what RG3 just said. To me, He's got to evolve as a quarterback in the National Football League, man, because guess what? The offenses that you're familiar with at the high school level, the offenses that you're familiar with at the college level, they're not going to last. They're not going to work in the NFL level. At some point in time, you're going to get figured out. It's not just about the execution. You've got to be able to do a number of different things. You've got to fall in love with the game all over again. And what Steve Young was talking about, I think, is what really has got to be the next step for Kyler Murray. And I'm hoping that he'll embrace that and want to want what Steve Young was saying and saying, you know what? I want to relearn the game of football all over again. Kyler Murray, his whole life, has had the answers to every athletic test that he's ever taken. And he's gotten A pluses through grade school middle school, high school, college and then even early here as a pro. But the NFL this referendum, and I think it's happening now for Kyler. He now needs to be, look, he is whip smart. And he, is, he knows everything. But there is a part of playing great quarterback that is going back to school. Yeah, And that's what Patrick Mahomes has done. That's what Josh Allen is vulnerable. That's what Dak Prescott talked about doing. I'm going to go back to school, and I think everyone here on this panel, everyone that I hear the Cardinals are saying, please, Kyler, go back to school. Tighten it up. Call the Run, play, play out of the huddle. Run the play stop out of the huddle. Like that. Get that just efficiency just going. We know that you can handle. All- stop it right there. That that go back to school. A lot of people think that means you know he's he's got to he's got to do his study tape. That's what it's got to be. That's for me. Can I tell you that that's not what it is. It's go back to school and relearn the game of football and not just the offense that you know and not just the offense that you feel comfortable with. And you know where I'm going with this, Luke. Uh, I do you know, where, you're know going. where I'm going with it. You gotta go back to school to relearn what the power of being under center means and the plays that come off of it, and what they can do for an offensive football team. This is something I'm i I, tired of, it, man. (laughs) I talk about it over and over and over again, and I know, listeners, you're sick and tired of listening to me say it, but that, to me, is what Steve is talking about. Relearn the game all over again. Go back to school and learn the NFL game and why it works. And why attacking the line of scrimmage and using play action to throw the ball is so dangerous and deadly, even though everyone knows it's coming. How does it still continue to work? Yet it does. And that was on display last night for Jimmy G. Jimmy G throwing four touchdowns with no picks last night. His numbers were very, very similar Colt McCoy's numbers were very similar to Jimmy G, except Jimmy G threw four touchdowns. And a lot of that is because of the offense he's in and being able to run the ball, attack the line of scrimmage, and use that play-action man to throw the ball.
1: I don't think anybody ever thinks, and maybe they will this season with the toys they have now on offense, but nobody the last couple of years has thought of San Francisco as the flashy offense. You think of the Chiefs, you think of the Cardinals in the first half of last season, you think of some of these teams that just sling the ball all over the field. The 49ers offense looked like it was firing on all cylinders last night, and it took what you said right? right there in what you've been saying for two years and really illuminated it for anybody that hasn't necessarily believed it or totally you know bought into what you were saying because San Francisco absolutely okay we're going to run the ball with Eli Mitchell okay we're going to run a play off that and we're going to actually throw it to the other running back Christian McCaffrey or we're going to throw it downfield to Brandon Ayuk or we're going to have George Kittle wide open I mean they've got weapons but the Cardinals have weapons I know they're hurt right now but they weren't all hurt at the start of the season no and you know To the point on Kyler Murray, it it almost, it's, it's like, it's like a race, right? And he got out of, ahead of everybody a little bit more than you would expect for a rookie or a second year player or last year to start of a third year player. The NFL's caught him. They haven't passed him. It's not like he's a bad quarterback, but they've caught him. So he's got to do something different. Wolf, he's 14th this season in yards per game, passing yards per game, and 22nd in quarterback rating. I mean, this is a guy that, what, 13 months ago was being talked about, not locally, but nationally, as the favorite for MVP or right there in the top two or three. Something's going to have to change because... This season, he has just plateaued. I know some people think he's regressed. I just think he's plateaued, and you can't. You can't plateau because you're not Patrick Mahomes. You just
2: honestly have to understand this is a whole different paradigm, man. The NFL is a whole different level in terms of the the effort that is put into figuring you out and the money, the the millions, dare I say billions of dollars, that an owner is, is wagering, so to speak. When you know you're trying to stop somebody else, you know you're trying to win games, you know you're trying to enhance your brand and increase your bottom line, you know you're trying to do that, you've got to spend money to do that, and all of the resources that come to bear trying to stop a human being from actually succeeding. This is what the National Football League is all about. It's not about any recruiting whatsoever. Okay, maybe there's a free agent out there you want to go recruit. I get that? Yeah, that happens. But you know what I mean. I'm talking about on the field, man. This is where it's at, and this is what Steve Young is talking about. Going back to school means for Kyler Murray learning the NFL game. Learning it, and hey, listen, the, the weaknesses of it and the strengths of it, but actually just trying to say, you know what? I don't know everything. I don't know everything there is and I have to go back to school. And again, when he says going back to school, it's not the study tape, man, to me. It's not. It's relearning the concepts of of football on a universal scale and a universal level. And then applying himself to that end, man, to be the master of it, to get better, be able to master it, and then regurgitate it to your
1: teammates. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. The defense has been the backbone of this Cardinals team this season. was last night a sign. The clock might be striking midnight. We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Kingsbury gonna join us in about 15 minutes here for his weekly exclusive one-on-one with us it's a Tuesday instead of a Monday but coming off Monday night football last night you know wolf it's uh I don't remember who said this I don't even know if it was yesterday or today at this point it's just a blur but it's, it's a great point we are now heading into week 12. And I'm not sure I could tell you what the Cardinals' identity is. (laughs) The identity of the 2022 season. Um, For a while there, surprisingly, you know, I I would have said it was the defense. And maybe it still is, but they have struggled of late, and in particular uh, last night. So now the question is. Were they overachieving, or did they just run into a really good team and maybe they're starting to wear down? And they do have injuries on defense, too. Rashard Lawrence and Byron Murphy and obviously Buda's playing hurt. But where do you come out on the defense now going forward for these final six games?
2: Yeah, you know, honestly, I, I think last night's game was a whole lot more about the San Francisco 49ers and where they're headed than it said about the Arizona Cardinals in particular, their defense and where they're headed. Um, They were clearly the better team. They came out and um, won the first half, of course, with a little help from a Colt McCoy pick that was batted into the air. Uh, by James Conner, yet at the same time um, defensively I, I thought they battled in that first half um, but I think the San Francisco 49ers and the direction of the 49ers and where they're headed right now I think I think you're looking at a team that will compete for the NFC championship that's what I
1: think yeah that was um, that was my thought going into the game yesterday <laughs> and certainly that game didn't do anything to, to change it I, I think I think in some ways that may be the team to be- beat uh, in the NFC, assuming they stay healthy. I know the record doesn't indicate it, but it's it's a long season, and you, you want to be the team that's peaking at the right time. Zach Allen on the Cardinals radio network last night talked about the 49ers doing what you said earlier in the show, Wolf, pivoting more to the run in the second half and really taking over.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of one of those things right now
1: where it's, you know, it's kind of tough to, you know, analyze it. you got to watch the film, everything like that, see where it was
3: hitting, but, you know, give them credit. They made adjustments, and, uh, you know, it's a good football team and you know we get to play them again so we got to make our adjustments
1: also talked about the the challenge of facing this 49ers team now because they do have a lot of weapons on offense you think defense or i think a lot of people think defense first with the niners but now they got weapons on offense yeah i mean there's a reason why
3: they're doing as well as they are been doing and you know we uh we kind of did it in,
2: in spurts but we just got to be more consistent with it have to be more consistent with it. There's no denying that. Um you know, that's why today is going to be really interesting what's going to happen in every meeting room, whether it's the DB room, whether it's the linebacker room, whether it's the defensive line room, wherever it may be, whether you're talking about the wide receiver room, maybe they'll watch it as a unit. Maybe they'll break up. I don't know how they're going to plan on doing it. But um, I will tell you, the red dot is really, really important today. The red dot. And all these coaches, they have their pointers, and they love to stick the red dot many times um, on you when you're doing something wrong and pointing out what you're doing and how you're doing it. And you're doing something wrong. And, of course, he's not just trying to coach you he's trying to coach everybody in that room he's trying to make maybe an example out of you now there are some times where they'll put the red dot on you and praise you as well that's called coaching that's <laughs> what they're doing and um but today coming off of today and in particular coming off of what Buddha Baker implied after the game um you know, it just—it's a situation where it's not going to be a happy day in a
1: lot of these meeting rooms. No, here's here's Buddha for anybody that missed it with Cam Cox of 12 News last night. I feel
2: like guys played till the end,
3: played hard till the end. No,
1: I don't. I mean, that's that's as straightforward as it gets, Wolf, and that is from the guy on the defense that, to me, his words carry the most weight. And and you know, anybody that that starts play significant minutes, their words are going to carry weight. But other, I mean, it would be Buddha. Uh, it would be Vance Joseph if he said that, and J.J. J. Watt. Those are the three guys who are like, if they say that, anybody says it. If Zayvon Collins had said it, okay, wait, what's going on? But if Buddha Baker says it, it's like, uh, yeah, okay. It, this needs yeah. to get fixed before Sunday, and he intends to fix it.
2: Yeah, you know, once again, uh, I think of Buddha Baker and when I think of Buddha Baker, I think of not only his talent, um, how, how great he is at playing the safety position in the National Football League. I I also, base Basin Reigns, I can't help it, man. You've heard me say it over and over and over again. If you watch a man play the game of football from the snap to the whistle all you do is watch him play the game of football from the snap to the whistle it will reveal an awful lot about that man's character it will The game of football is such, the way that it's constructed, where it will tell you an awful lot about that one guy. If you'll do nothing but watch that one guy. Forget about the ball and following the ball. Follow that one guy from the snap to the whistle on every play and start taking notes about how he goes about his business, what he does. It will tell you is he is he a cheap shot? Is he a guy that likes to take some cheap shots at other guys when they're in vulnerable positions? Is he is he a guy that plays the game hard? Is he tough? Is he smart? You'll be able to start drawing conclusions on a guy. And this is what I think of when I think of Buddha Baker. If you watch Buddha Baker from the snap to the whistle on every play, as a man, Basinonians, I'll say as a man, as a person, I'll throw it out to everybody that is listening right now. I challenge you to be like Buddha because it will leave you wanting when you watch him
1: do it. The second he played through that high ankle sprain last week, and we all know what he's playing through. And the second that happens, you could you just knew the accountability was going to go up for everybody, as it should and as it needs to this time of year. The defense, this is an incomplete stat, I will grant you that, because there were weeks in here where they got they got hung out to dry by the offense, and there were weeks in here where they scored touchdowns. But after that Raiders game, the next four games, they gave up less than 19 points a game. Since that Seattle game, that first Seattle game that ruined everything, they're giving up 31 points per game as a team. I'm just. Saying, I'm not putting that all on the defense, but there's been a difference since that first Seattle game. All right, we come back. What was Cliff Kingsbury's message to his team in Mexico City following that loss to the Niners? We're going to ask him next. He will join us. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader your home for everything cardinals. everything cardinals arizona sports the local sports leader in the red zone with cardinals head coach cliff kingsbury presented by Earnhardt hyundai and ford dealers no bowl since 1951 Right, welcome back. Final segment of the show. We are joined now by Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury as we are every week following the Cardinals game. And last night, the loss in a different country to the 49ers. Uh, coach, thank you for the time. I guess let's just start simply with what your message to your team is now after a game like that going forward.
3: Yeah, you don't have time to dwell on it that's for sure got a short week and and need to flush it i mean that was a very good team we we didn't do what we needed to do to keep up and we would have to play really good and didn't get it done so um it's on to the chargers and and we got to get a lot of things corrected in in a you know short time
2: coach did you already meet with these guys
3: i did not today today's their mandatory day off and they'll be in tomorrow okay will you
2: watch the tape going forward
3: we won't we won't that's one of those on a short week that you just kind of bury it burn it and and move forward um not a lot to glean guys know what it was and and uh what we have to get better at and we will uh focus on that as we get ready for the chargers
1: where in your mind did that that switch last i mean it looked like that first drive of the second half san francisco really turned things up but in your mind where did that game switch
3: yeah i, I think a couple critical moments obviously um, we threw the interception there we were driving and then a couple of those fourth downs giving them short fields that really um, hurt when we weren't able to convert them and and they went down and and scored and kind of put it away but like I said Jimmy G played really well Protected the football, got to their playmakers. They had a good scheme, and then defensively, you know, they played a lot of cover two, and, and we weren't able to run the football against that, which is gonna make gonna make for a, a long night. But they got a great, great front front seven, and um,
2: gotta give them credit. Coaches, you're getting ready to talk to your team um, at some point in time. You, you're gonna have to try to frame it up for them for the next six weeks, right? I mean that that's what a head coach is is gonna do a lot of the time is kind of set the table for the next six weeks. So what? What are you going to say to your guys about those next six weeks? Yeah, this first
3: one, you know, you have a buy after this one. So it, it's all in. It's sell out. Try to get that winning feeling back at home going into that buy. And then you have five um, a five game stretch. And, and, you know, anything can happen in this league. We know that. But this one's all about this week and getting back home and, and playing better. Um, all of us want to play a lot better than we did on Monday. And luckily, it's you know only five ga- days away. It's a short week, and, and we'll get a chance to do that.
1: Talking to Cardinals head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, coach, after the game, Buda Baker said he wasn't totally confident everybody played to the final whistle. Are, are you worried about anything like that? Did you see anything like that? I mean, when Buddha says it, I, th- I think everybody kind of listens.
3: There's no doubt. If anybody can speak on that, that, that's the guy. I mean, you couldn't tell if we were winning by you know, 50 or, or down by 50 or it's the opening play, he's going to be playing the same speed, same intensity, same physicality. And, and so um, there, there were some instances I think that guys won't be proud of when they watch that tape. And uh, we're all professionals, and, and we signed up to play at a high level and give it everything we got. You know, we walk on that field and, and represent the Cardinals, and, and that's something we got to get corrected. So, what were your thoughts when you watched Colt play on tape? Yeah, I thought he battled. You know, I thought he was really accurate. Got the ball out quick. Um, under duress most of the night. Um, but made some really nice throws. Had a couple drops we'd like to have back, but um, you know, he, he's going to do a good job managing the offense, getting to the right spot. We just had a couple sacks there late uh, with some penetration that set us off schedule. Didn't convert the fourth downs, but uh, I've been impressed with the way he's managed the offense and really handled himself the last couple weeks.
1: I know Greg Dorch had at least one play, maybe a couple plays he'd want back, but he also had a pretty productive game. It does feel like when you guys have called on him this season, he's been able to give you something.
3: He has. We've all been really proud of, of Dorch and uh, his progress and, and where he's come from. He's as competitive as anybody you've seen. Um, you know, it's the nuances, the little thing, time on task with, with a new quarterback, like you said, a couple of those plays, uh, we just got to be on the same page. But when he has a chance with the ball in his hands, he, he tends to do some good things.
2: You know it's so interesting, because it looked like Colt really trusts him to do the right thing, right? I mean, if you're going to target a guy as much as Colt did, it shows that he's got a lot of trust in him. It, what does Greg Dorch need to do to continue to be more consistent I guess? Yeah I think just master
3: the system. Those inside slot guys in this offense uh, you've got to be able to make the correct read on a lot of those option routes, do different things and and be in the right spot when you're supposed to and um, you know he's still working through it but I think what the guys do, our quarterbacks understand, is that if you get it near him, he's going to make a play on it. And if you get the ball in his hands, something good's going to happen. So um, there is a lot of confidence there. It's just getting on the same page all of the time in that position.
1: Talking to Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, Cliff, Kyler Murray obviously missed game his second straight game last night. There was, there's was been talk that he's not going to go this weekend. Do you guys already know that? Or are you still holding out hope for uh, for Sunday against the Chargers?
3: I know, you know, being the competitor he is, if he can go full go and and play like we need him to play, um, he'll play this week. I don't know if he can get there. He's progressed a lot over the last couple of weeks, just not to the level I thought he needed to, as far as being a hundred percent. You know, when you're behind, you know, a, a line right now that has four starters out, you want to be able to play your game and be able to run around and make the plays that he can make. and So hopefully this week he feels that way and feels feels good enough to, to go full throttle and really open up, but we'll see.
2: On that note right there, Cliff, we got to come back to the offensive line and just um, tell me how the offensive line played. They continue to
3: compete. I mean, that's, a, that's as good a front seven as, as we'll face, um, but run game-wise, we've we got to be able to do better, you know, schematically, coaching-wise and, and playing-wise. Um, just too much penetration, way too many negative runs and, and against a team like that to being second and ten, second and nine all night, it makes it really challenging.
1: Uh, you got five games before you play the 49ers again, but having played them now once this season, you guys have had a lot of success against them over the last couple of years. But Jimmy Garoppolo, four touchdowns last night, didn't pick him off. Is, is there a, a different way you would attack him in week 18?
3: Possibly. You know, we'll see how things change It's a long time from them things happen um, but we, we weren't able to establish the pressure that we'd like there's no doubt I and mean, he had uh, a lot of time back there but he did a really nice job progressing through his reads I thought they had a good scheme of finding McCaffrey on some of those kick thro- quick throws and Kittle as well and um, so you got to give them credit as, as offensive staff and, and all their players made plays when they needed
2: them Cliff what did the 49ers do defensively that was different from what the Rams did
3: yeah the 49ers played a lot of two show a lot of cover two, which isn't their thing um, We've got to give them credit. They played cover two and uh said we can take away the run with a lighter box and, and they were able to do that which makes it tough in the passing game you're not able to take a lot of shots and, and then when we tried um, you know weren't able to hold up as, as well as we would have liked in protection so I thought they had a good plan kept things in front of them and, and uh, like I said created a lot of negative plays
1: Talking to Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury Cliff uh, San Francisco is a very physical team obviously you guys can be physical as well but is when you look at a game like that and a matchup with that team are there ways to address physicality in practice or do you not think you need to or where are you on that?
3: Yeah, I thought, like I said, I thought that was a really good football team. that played at a high level, and, um, you know, they, they got after us. And, and there's no way to hide from that. But it's, it's a talented roster, and when their guys are clicking like they were last night, it, it's hard to keep up with if you're not making the same plays and playing with the same type of physicality and intensity. And, and um, I didn't think in the second half we matched that level, and we got to do a better job of, of finding ways to do that.
2: Cliff, do you think this offense needs to evolve and grow over the next six games, or do you think it's more just about the X? Ex- Execution of it. Which one do you think?
3: Yeah, I think we have a lot of new pieces that are playing out there that have to, um, you know, figure out what we're best at and we got to put them in positions to be successful and i think when you're down some of those o- linemen and some of your top pass catchers you you've got to find other ways to um you know move the football and and be efficient and and uh we got to do that over the next few weeks
1: one of the things i know that, that was designed for this offense was having hollywood brown and deandre hopkins on the field together at the same time it hasn't happened yet uh do you have any sort of update on hollywood heading into la uh you know he made great
3: progress Um, last week so i'm hopeful this week that we can get something out of him but we'll see how he feels friday we're going to walk through tomorrow um and thursday really and then have a full speed friday so we'll see how he feels friday and go from there
2: watching trey mcbride he's getting a lot of reps and it looks like this is going to be something that he's going to be able to do for the rest of the season get a lot of action a lot of reps out there tell me where he needs to get better from your perspective
3: yeah, I, you know, in, in all areas. But you see a, a really um, impressive skill set. I just think the physicality and the blocking, particularly you play a team like that, um, you got to bring it each and every snap. And, the, and then just poise and understanding um, the concepts and execute them on a high level. I think Zach Ertz is a guy that is great for him to, to learn under, and now it's it's on-the-job training, which is the best um, thing for him, and we will continue to grow with him. But the skill set's been great. He's a hard worker, and um, we're all excited about his growth.
1: Cliff, you mentioned the short week here before the bye week what uh, what have you seen from the Chargers you don't have nearly as much time to prepare for them obviously
3: yeah no doubt I mean obviously Herbert's a tremendous player they got their two big wideouts back going again and um, they're One of the top offenses in the league when those guys are rolling. And then defensively, um, you know, I think Staley does a great job adapting to his personnel. They had a few injuries, but they continue to come up with new schemes and new ways to uh, play at a high level on defense as well.
2: How is James Conner's health? Because it seemed like to me, Cliff, on a couple of runs, he didn't finish him the way that we're used to seeing James Conner finish runs.
3: Yeah, I think he's still, you know, getting confident in, you know, that that rib injury from earlier in the season. He's still figuring out um, if that's full go or not. And uh, We need him to play at a high level. We know that. And and then it was tough sledding. I mean, it it, it was not a lot of yards before contact. And so um, we just got to be able to, Pound him, pound him, and um, eventually, you know, late in the game is when he gets rolling. But if you get one dimensional, you get down that much, it's hard to do.
1: Coach, we appreciate the time. Good luck against the Chargers on Sunday, all right? Thanks, fellas. Good luck. That's Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury right there following last night's loss to the 49ers. They get the Chargers coming up, and then they get the bye week. It is going to be interesting to see how they attack these final six games. Wolf, he said right there, this first one is, you know, quote, easy because it's right around the corner, and then you have a bye week, so you can kind of segment that one away.
2: Yeah. You know, it just, once again, how he frames this up, it's going to be Cliff's job as the head coach, of course, to frame it up for these guys. You got six weeks. Now, once again, I don't think there's going to be a lot of playoff talk in regard to those six games. I know that, yeah, there's still a percentage chance that they can go to the playoffs, but I doubt there's going to be a lot of that talk. I think he's going to talk more urgently so to uh, speak
1: all right that is it for us here today thanks to lorenzo alexander for filling in the first two hours uh, thanks to Aaron maloney jesse morrison behind the glass for wolf i'm luke we got burns and gambo next right here on arizona sports the local sports leader you've been
0: listening to in the red zone with arizona cardinals head coach cliff kingsbury presented by earnhard hyundai and ford dealers no bowl since 1951
1: Your home for everything Cardinals. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader.